Hey guys, thanks for taking the drive down State Street. In today's episode, we analyze Nick through Jeremy's eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to State Street. Hey guys, this is uh, the co-host, the voice, Nick Kleitch, and with me, as always, Cole and Jeremy. Uh, gentlemen, how are we on this Sunday evening. Nicholas, we're doing pretty well. We had a, you know, we had some really good pie. If you haven't listened to uh listened to the episode about pie, I strongly suggest you go go listen to it. I had some really good pie and I'm super jacked to be on the be on the State Street podcast. We had a great day today and let's uh let's get it rolling. Can I just ask where does the where does the pie come in? I'm sorry. Did I miss something? This was like our uh roll the dice. One of our roll oh. the dice. Oh. Sure. Okay. Well, hey, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, it, it's, it always brings a smile to my face. This week for me, I just have to say, it would be easy to call it a week of failure, uh, but it was more so a week of learning. Learned a lot about um, myself, my profession. I learned a lot about how to treat people. I learned a lot about um, how people want to be treated. And, uh, and it's great. Moving forward, it, it's a, it's, life throws lessons at you that sometimes like we were just talking about you guys that we just kind of have to take a step back and laugh at the end of the day. It's like, holy crap. One, how the heck did we get to that point? And two, uh, Hey, we made it through. We're on to better on to greener pastures. And, uh, and I'm excited to, to roll out a kind of a, a fun episode, break the, break up, a break up the, the, the hero with a thousand faces a little bit and, uh, kind of throw something unique at the state street residents this week. Yeah, I'm uh, first off very glad to be here. Secondly, very glad to know Jeremy is on a little bit of a sugar high from the slices of pie oh, yeah. that he's consumed, which is great. Uh, Cole, it's always a good, healthy perspective to hold because uh, very easily when things go south, you can get very negative. Uh, so thank you for bringing your optimism today. Uh, today's conversation, I think there is actually only one other episode of its kind back when we did the Strength Finders test where we are just going to have an open dialogue, some questions, and learning a little bit about us and past self, future self, the way we're wired, um, and just bouncing it off of a different perspective. Um, so today's, today's conversation, the premise will be uh, a handful of questions um, about me, actually. Uh, we'll be asked to Jeremy um, and just to get his two cents and, and see me through his eyes. And then Cole uh, will be his, the sounding board and kind of make sure uh, everything is, uh, I don't know, maybe wrapped together in a nice bow as he likes to use that phrase for those people that know us. But today's uh, episode is sponsored by Back Pocket Brewing Company. Uh, I'm drinking a gold coin right now, just enjoying myself. Uh, we're not actually sponsored by them. I wish we were, but uh, you can tell uh, in the intro, we're going to have a little bit more fun maybe than uh, than talking books. Not that talking books is bad, but uh, You almost anyway. broke news on this podcast, just saying by doing that. You almost broke news to myself <laughs> and Jeremy. People can't see us, but we both snapped to attention. We're like, what the heck's going on? Uh, so good by you, Nick. Way to keep things, uh, keep us on our toes. Appreciate that out of you. Yeah, that is uh, maybe one thing that is uh, maybe a positive about me, but also a negative for those that don't necessarily like people that aren't relatively, we'll say, consistent. So uh, I wanted to I wanted to start here, and I think I've asked you this before, Jeremy, but I want to ask it again. 
uh, now that we've known each other. Um, so when we first met in college, uh, or just, I guess, throughout the time that we've known each other, what are maybe three things that have stood out to you about me? Oh, this will be this will be fun. Um, I mean, the first one come that comes to mind is the the scheduling and the the lack of a consistent schedule because I know I hounded on you probably a hundred, probably close to a thousand times, maybe in probably a single day about you know, hey, we got to get going, we got to get going, we got to get going. So I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, second one is you're you're a loyal friend. You uh you'll stick by my side even though I. I may say some real dumb shit sometimes. And, and third, um, man, you get after it. Like, uh, you set your mind to things and, uh, you know, if you're, you're really in tune with it and you, uh, you, it's something that you want to do, you make sure that you come through and you finish it. So, uh, those are the three things that really stick out to me. Interesting. So I the, think the uh, key the first... really there, Nick, before we get into this, before the key, the key there, that last little part is want to. Because I completely agree with that sentiment that Jeremy just had. If you're against something or if you're like, I don't want to do this, I really don't see the point, then that does get completely twisted. Then it does kind of go to the opposite. But something jacked up uh, that, that you're all about, I would completely agree with that sentiment. So I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I did want to throw that in there because that's a great, great perspective. Yeah, that's a really good way to say it. I uh, and and this could be translated in so many different ways in my life. When I am totally into something, I will move a mountain to make it happen. But when I am not, I will be a very large advocate for making sure it's a terrible experience, maybe for those around me. And just, I honestly though, it's this the truth. It's just it's not. I'm just not good when I'm not when I don't understand the logic of something or, or don't understand why. Uh, it frustrates me, but um, perfect. So first off, thank you for the the loyal friend portion. I wasn't anticipating that. Um, I do appreciate that. And then as far as uh, being on time in college, I will say I was awful. Uh, there was a, a book I read post-college that had really brought to light how much of a jerk I was for doing that. Um, but what's good about you know learning, reading, growing up is that I, I'm very much so the opposite, I would say now, to a, to a degree. I tried to do, especially in business. In business, I'm, I'm as best as I can, but uh, in other facets, I might still leak into that habit just a little bit. So uh, here's the first question, and I'm going to start here because I think I know the answer to this, but we're going to have a nice dialogue back and forth. So really quick, Nick, before before we get into the question portion, I want to give context to, to what we're doing here. So um, we've been reading The Hero with a Thousand Faces, right? And we're obviously, we're breaking up a little of that monotony, uh, giving ourselves a chance to, to get ahead, read a little bit more on that, dive a little deeper so we can bring great thoughts to the State Tree residents on that topic. But Nick had actually called me up and was like, hey, I read this awesome book, The Power of When is what it's called. Uh, I got some questions I want to ask you. And I'm like, all right, fire away. We ended up having about a 45 to an hour long conversation. I'm like, we got to get Jeremy's Jeremy's thoughts on this and we need to make this a, a State Street episode. Um, so just to give a little context, this is based off of a complete random conversation that I think Nick, you and I had Wednesday night um, that is going to be an awesome look at like the the inside working the inner workings of Jeremy's brain how Nick acts give a clear picture to to who these people are that that talk into the microphone uh every Sunday and Tuesday as we record these things and get them out on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh so a little context there as the sounding board for this episode but Nick uh please get into our questions and and take us away 
Certainly, man. No, it's always good to provide context. So, Jeremy, first question, and uh, again, take it at face value right away, and then we'll dive into it. True or false? I am a perfectionist. That's a tough one. I mean, I'm going to go with false. And that is that is solely because of the the thing I, I we I actually I pointed out earlier like when you set your mind to something that is when you are the perfectionist but when you don't set your mind to something it kind of you know comes off the tracks a little bit so you know it's it's I, I it happens to everyone I mean to a certain degree so I mean it's hard to really say like you're a true perfectionist if you like don't want to do something and you put in you know, half-ass worker. Like, if I don't want to do something, I'm going to go out and, you know, probably won't give out my best effort. But if I want to do something, I'll I'll put in my perfect effort. I wouldn't call that person a perfectionist because I I believe perfectionists uh, they put in they want their work to be perfect every time, even if they don't like it. Yeah, and I would uh, I would agree with you, Jeremy. I am not. I uh, when me and Cole talked about this, I am really good at getting something seventy to ninety percent complete and then firing away. In my profession, I get in trouble sometimes because I need to have more attention to detail. But for me, I'm like a, a big scale thinker, so I'm just like, okay, like if I missed a comma or a period, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like people are gonna sympathize with that. Now, that's not necessarily a great way of thinking because there are people that are detail oriented that see that as a major flaw. And I know me and Jeremy have gone back and forth on social media about that at times too, which makes us a, a good complementary team, I would say. Um, but yeah, even even if I'm fully invested into something. I don't think I get to that level of becoming a perfectionist. Any other comments on this specific question, Cole? Well, so I, I was going to say, I think you two are really great in the fact that you both are awesome at getting things off the ground, right? So Nick, like just like you said, you're awesome at getting things like 70 to 80% of the way there. And I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist, but I like things to be done right. I do like to be very detailed and structured in a lot of things. And I think that's why the three of us have a, a really good friendship is because you and Jeremy are awesome at executing and getting things off the ground. I am then able to kind of come in and put finishing touches, find the devil in the details um, to get us to like that, 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 that extra 30% or that extra little 20% that may not be as important in the grand scheme of things, uh, but just to make it pretty, make it look good, spit shine it a little bit and, and put a bow on it, as I always say. Um, there, there is some value in that, but you guys are awesome. And this is kind of why this question is unique. And I think you two are very similar in this is because you're awesome. You guys can take an idea or take something said, um, and get it off the ground very, very easily. And you're very, very good at that. Just to, uh, yeah, just to add on to that, I, uh, I think we have friction at times when we do because we're looking we're we're completely opposite ends of the spectrum on personality types like as far as like that goes but Cole, you are a wonderful mediator to both me and to Jeremy, which I think is a wonderful gel that that makes it work but um perfect okay question number two a little bit different category when or excuse me, what is my favorite meal breakfast, lunch or dinner? I'm going to have to base this off when we live together. And I'm going to say breakfast. You were a big breakfast guy. Big breakfast guy. 
Yeah, I would uh, I would still say that holds true. There's a couple a uh, couple of programs and supplementations and and different things I followed that have I've tried to to test that out. But at the end of the day, I do think that I would definitely I would have a much better day if my day was front loaded with a very large, nutritious, nutrient dense breakfast. Anything else to add to that, Cole? It, well, I was Jeremy, go I was going to add something quick. Um, and for our state seat residents who don't know what a Nick Kleisch, uh breakfast looks like it is basically whatever you can find in the fridge like eggs bacon ham whatever throw it all in one big pan stir it up and call it nutritious and then eat it that is the nick kleist breakfast maybe with some toast too it's fuel for the machine but nick 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 knows this when we talked about this what nick what did i emphatically without hesitation answer i answered dinner for the exact same reason that i remember coming home and it's like there's like ramen noodles cooking and vegetables cooking and maybe like some sort of shredded chicken or like cube chicken or something like that. But it's like, it's all going on one plate because it's all going in one place. And then he'd like throw like ranch dressing or like hot sauce or like some sort of, of dressing on top of it and mash it all together and get it in his stomach as fast as possible. So um, interesting that you two agree on that. The thought process was the exact same. Uh, on my end, it was just a complete different end of the day. Yeah, I uh, when I eat food, I just look at it as different little baskets of what I need to eat, and I throw that stuff. Because my 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 theory is okay, it's all going to the same place anyway, so we might as well just mash it up now and just get it all in there and get it down. Now, what's funny is I'm sure there's a couple State Street residents who are like completely like okay my food needs to be separated otherwise i'm not eating it and to you guys you need to lighten up a little bit just because i think it's all going to the (laughs) same place and and whatnot but just to ask a a follow-up question to you guys do you guys prefer the mash or do you prefer the the breaking up of the different food groups go first jeremy it kind of depends. I, I enjoy when I do breakfast, I do enjoy like making hash browns, mixing in some eggs, some cheese, some bacon and make it like a, a loaded hash brown. But like if I'm eating eggs, just plain eggs, I like um separated from my stuff. Um, You know, toast is separate. I, I don't I'm not really a big mixer, I guess. So I don't know. I, I do both, though. Anytime I get this question, I always go straight to Thanksgiving dinner. Um, because Thanksgiving dinner, I mash everything completely up. It is turkey as a base layer. Then you get mashed potatoes, stuffing, like sweet potatoes, um, gravy, cranberry sauce, like literally put it all in one place and I'm going to eat all of it. Um, however, if I'm doing breakfast, which not a huge breakfast guy, but, uh, yeah, if I'm doing breakfast, I I do like it separated. I don't know. I'm weird. I go straight to Thanksgiving. I mash everything up. I prefer the mash. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, Jeremy, I will tell you, I'm going to give a preface to this question. This was one of my favorite questions on here, and I think it's going to really, really kickstart us um, with the nice foundation laid. Do you consider yourself, and again, yourself referring to me, A, a left-brained, this is a strategic and analytical thinker, B, a balanced thinker, or C, a right-brained that is a creative or insightful thinker? And this is referring to you, correct? Referring to me. You are 100% a right brain. Yes! There is, there is no doubt in my mind that you, you are very far away from the left brain. You are 
I, I consider myself a left-brained individual if we're going to use this uh, this as an example. Um, we're very different in that kind of thinking. So, yeah, I don't see you as a uh, a left brain whatsoever. And I, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's really hard for me to call you left brain. <laughs> well, fair enough, fair enough. Now, let me ask you this though. So, what is your point of reference with that answer? Myself, like I am referring, like I am referencing myself because I know I am a very analytical thinker, and I know you think the complete opposite of me. So. You're much more of a, a create. I guess I'm very uncreative. I'm not a very creative thinker. I need like rationale behind my decisions. Where you're more of a you're more of a creative thinker. I guess I, you could say. That's a that's a fair point. I think if if the common person that doesn't know me met me, I think they'd probably select that. Um, when me and Cole talked about this, I think I want to say that I had proclaimed myself a balanced thinker. Now, yeah. when you do these tests, it's ironic because that's maybe the the vision I have for myself, but I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate. So I want to turn no. it to you, Cole. So what do you think when I had told you that I thought I was a balanced thinker? Well, I the word insightful to me when you read the, the right brain description really sticks out because I think that's what you are. I, you've become a lot more creative. As, as we've gotten older, especially as you've taken over the social media part of our podcast and, and read a lot more books and began to think really creatively, come up with stuff to talk about. Uh, and this is just kind of giving you know insight to, to what goes into making this podcast too, I guess, a little bit for State Street residents. But um, you, like the analytical stuff is completely Jeremy. Like it's, that's, that's the whole reason we brought him on. You have never been a huge numbers guy. You have never been... Uh, you do like logic, but I don't know if you necessarily need the rationale behind making this a decision in which Jeremy does that is necessary for any decision that is going to be made or, or any moves that are going to be executed. There has to be that rationale. Whereas you are much more apt to fly by the seat of your pants or act on a whim, depending on what vernacular you'd like to use. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair statement. I think I think where I would maybe surprise Jeremy a little bit is with my business specifically for recruiting, mm -hmm. because we uh, like we get into the numbers of averages and strategic thinking on some of that stuff. Now, I don't think that's like my natural state of being, which is pretty evident as we have created this podcast. But um, I think that would be an area where you might be surprised, and I, and maybe it's different. Like maybe I'm I'm categorizing that different. But what what are your thoughts on that? My my only question is: Are those numbers numbers that you have pulled and created yourself off uh, your own data, or is that someone else's numbers that you are trusting are correct? So these would be records of certain activities within the business. So, for example, uh, we have a couple different stages. I'm not going to get long winded here. So we have a presentation and a couple rounds of interviews, and then a, a, an offer and a placement. So. We record those specific increments as we have outputted the activity. Sounds good. Sounds good. I, I asked that because that kind of separates out the the analytical thinkers from the the uh, more creative thinkers, I guess is a, a better term. Whereas the the analytical thinkers will get more into the numbers. They'll they'll look at the numbers. They'll look at their own data, compare it to like outside data, um, create their own correlations. Whereas more of the creative thinkers will take that data that is already created and then they'll apply it to their business where I'm not the type of guy that will do that because it's, that's not my strength. 
Gotcha. Okay. And I think another way too, I think I'm more curious about why the correlation is the way it is rather than the numbers itself. So that might be an asterisk as to me thinking I'm analytical, but really all it is is genuine curiosity on how the numbers got there or what the trends are saying, uh, just to correct myself. Um, very good. This is this has been fun. This has been fun so far. Um, next one, this is going to be an interesting question to answer, and I'm going to hopefully get me through your eyes again. How would you describe my overall life satisfaction? High is zero, good is, is two, and low is four. So of those three, how would you describe Nick Kleitch's overall life satisfaction? I think you're pretty high up there. I would give you, can I go like a one or it doesn't have to be zero sure. two, four? No, I'll, I think I'll there's, give you a there's one. some grayer. Okay. I'll give you a one. And, and that's because I know there's places that you would like to be and you're working towards them. But uh, I, I think you're pretty, you know, you're very satisfied with your life overall and you're, you're in a good place. So I, I'll give you a one there. Gotcha. I'm going to, so I'll, the way I interpret that is, and this certainly has been a negative for some parts of my life as well. I like to live on the edge in some ways, but also like, I just don't want to have any regrets when I die. Like I'd rather look back on an event and be like, you know what? I screwed that up, but at least I did it rather than regretting something when the nth hour comes of like, shit, I probably should have tried to do that. So that that's a fair assessment. Um, Cole, what, what would you say, or maybe what was our conversation? If you do recall, I suppose. Well, I don't think I got this question from you. So I think this is going to be my, my unfiltered uh, answer. I would give you a two because I, I like the idea behind Jeremy's answer. I think you're at a point where the life satisfaction is about to take off or maybe about to take that next step to the one. Um, and so I think the trajectory is more the excitement part. It's like, holy shit, like this is about, to, you're, like we're about ready to take that next step. Um, so I would say you are currently a two in my mind with like the, you you are inching very, very closely to popping into that one. And then, um, you know, maybe that you get to the zero with like that financial freedom, all that kind of stuff, that true individualized state of, of being and living, uh, that's, that's very near to, to, I think kind of where you're at. That's fair. That's fair. And I'm going to ask this question back to Jeremy. This isn't a question in the book, but if you had to rate me on a scale of one to five, five being the most emotional person you've ever met, one being the least emotional person you've ever met, where would you categorize me there? Oh, you're easily the most emotional. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'd probably put you like a two. You're not, you're, you're pretty level-headed. Um, I would put myself as like a one, I guess. No, you know what? I'll probably put you a three. I'd put myself a one. So yeah, um, you're pretty level-headed. You don't really, you know, let the situation get too far ahead of you or, and then, then the times you do, there's, it happens to everyone. So it's not like you're, you're super emotional where it's the end of the world if something happens or you're not like me where you're like, oh, just, a just another walk in the park unless I'm, I'm pitching then I get pretty emotional. So, yeah, so. <laughs> So I, uh, I asked that question because at the end or in college, I think I would have rated myself as either a four or a five. 
I was very driven by my emotions and not driven by a lot of logic. And I think there was just a lot going on, like playing college baseball and it being the end and what's the next steps and all of that. So I think if I had to be true, I think that that was a very emotional state, whereas now I'm able to kind of handle that maybe in a better, more mature way, which I think happens over over life. But uh, Cole, would you agree with that or how would you maybe uh, answer the same question? No, I would. I, I believe I answered when we spoke, I answered it pretty fairly, fairly similar. I think I think we all have emotional times that we go through or or emotional things we deal with. Um, but it's, yeah, I think for the most part, you're a pretty level-headed guy speaking on life satisfaction and emotion though. Uh, and kind of going back to the original question, Nick, this, this may be what gets you from a two to a one in life satisfaction, uh, supporting our friends at Chi-Town Blankets though, man. Uh, Hey, doing a lot of good stuff in the last few weeks. We've mentioned the, the, uh, the huge donation they got over a thousand blankets. That's going to be going towards, um, people in the city of Chicago, um, of course, they did expand when when Texas got hit pretty hard this last winter with uh, with their cold weather and their snow. Chi Town blanket expanded down to to Houston and, and was able to to make an impact down there on on so so many lives. Um, continue to get subscribed to the newsletter so you, everybody that that listens to us can keep up to date with what they're doing. Continue to let people know that if they want to donate to something, uh, it's truly a growing cause. Like you can go on the website, right, and donate monetarily. You can donate um, with blankets, but it like it is a growing cause that is continuing to gain steam, gain notoriety, and obviously, like I just said, expand throughout the the United States to. Um, to, to make much more of an impact than, than what Chicago, Illinois already has been impacted by. So uh, if you want to get, if you want to gain that, that extra point in, in life satisfaction, this may be an avenue for you, such as Nick, such as myself, such as Jeremy. Uh, support our friends Dom and Jack over at Chi-Town Blankets and the awesome team that they've got going on uh, and, and continue to stay up to date because everyone deserves to be more with that. And I'm very excited where those guys are going in the future um, with the, with their partnerships and efforts. Um, Jeremy, this is a, another question that I, I really, uh, really like, and I'm very curious to know what your two cents is on this. Do you consider yourself again, yourself being me, a future oriented with big plans and a clear goal be informed by the past, hopeful about the future, and aspiring to live in the moment, or C, present-oriented. It's all about what feel, feels good now. I think you're a B. I think you, you've learned, you look back at your past, you've learned from your past. And like, we talk about the future, right? But I think it's, there's still, you still draw a lot from your past where it's kind of like, all right, I did this in the past. Um, let's not make this same mistake in the future, stuff like that. And you don't make, I like, you, I would say like back in college, you were a C, you lived in the moment. And I think we all, we all were a bit of a C back in college. So I think we've all kind of, you know, grown out of that and we're, you're, we're in the B range. And I think, I mean, I'd put myself in the B range too, to, for reference. So yeah, I think you're, you're a B. Interesting. Cole, I'm just going to swing it to you quick. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think when, when, we talked about this, Nick. I, I kind of took this question maybe a little different way. Um, I believe that I said you are, you were a a a C being present now, but 
maybe uh, before, I believe, you were future. So I think as I've gotten to know you, it's been a progression from the very first time I basically from the from kind of the the time of living with you it was B and then we got to a point where it was like A and and you've slowly transitioned now to a C the present person that that, that state street residents are hearing talking uh into the microphone is very very good at living in the be, being where your feet are that's what I call being present you want to be the best we just had a conversation Nick about this this week this last week that it's like, hey, be the absolute best at where you are in the present moment. Um, and I think I even referenced uh, our good friend John Gordon and The Seed because that's the whole premise of that book. It's like being present is being the absolute best you can be wherever you are at that current state, at that current moment. Um, and I think, we've, I, th I think we've slowly progressed to that. Um, I think your future oriented just I, I think you have the I think you look towards the future more than you look towards the past now uh but the the, the present person today is very present focused yeah I uh this was a very hard question to answer because I see traits or I attempt to be certain things and that's why I had asked for Cole's input and other people's input uh if you're trying to ever do a self-analysis exercise always have someone else's angle on that and this is why we're doing this just because that will kind of help solidify what what is going on but uh, I definitely think I beat myself up a lot about the past and I, I want that to be maybe done a different way for a magnitude of reasons. But then now that we're here, I do feel good about being present. I was certainly good about being present in college and I think I do do that, but would like to be more of an A where I'm like always pointing at where I want to go. And I think if I took the same test, maybe as a 30 year old or a 35 year old, I would even continue to move up. Uh, that scale as as I get older, but interesting question. Uh, very very interesting question. Um, just to have a little bit of fun, Jeremy. How would you characterize? Jeez, oh, hold on. Characterize. How would you? Yeah. How would you characterize yourself as a student? A is stellar. B is solid, and C is a slacker. Like, are we talking about you? No. Are we this talking is about me? Oh, slacker for sure. Like, yeah, there is no doubt in my mind you, yeah, I, I lived with you for, for a year and I can, I can concrete, concretely say that you were not a, yeah, I, I'm just going to stop my words there. Yeah, there's uh this one was probably one of the most obvious answers, I think, on the whole test. I, uh, kind of goes back to if, if I am entertained by the topic or if I am not. And unfortunately I was not entertained by a lot of things that we're going on amongst uh, other things, uh, but not not a great student. Um, let's see here. There, this was one I thought of on the fly, and I think this is a very unique question. So, Jeremy, if you had to use me to implement, or excuse me, you're using me as a tool to implement in your life, what are you using for for me to bring a good, happy joy and how are you going to use me that would just annoy the living shit out of you? Um, to bring me like happiness and joy, I'd, I'd use you to help me like with entertainment. You're, you're, you're good with the entertainment portion. You're, you're a fun person to be around. You're a very, you have very good conversation and you know, there's not a dull moment with you. So, uh, what would annoy the crap out of me? Um, Man, like it's it's hard 
because I haven't lived with you for in forever. So I guess I'm just gonna have to go back with the uh, the old the old answer of you, you don't really have a schedule or you didn't really have a schedule, <laughs> and that kind of scares me. Like uh, I have a very I have a very set schedule for my life. So, so Jeremy, let's be let's 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 call a spade a spade. You could never have Nick Kleich as your executive assistant that sets your schedule, sets your meetings. Your life probably would fall apart and and burn down to ashes. <laughs> To to be honest, I would probably set my own my own meetings and, and my my own calendar at that point. I would have I would have gotten fired if that was uh there there's a reason I'm not. Oh, I'll just say that. <laughs> there's there's yes. a reason I'm not. Um interesting, man. Well allow me to allow me to expand or uh, allow us to expand on this a little bit. When you say entertaining, I know you had touched on maybe the conversation piece, and I would agree. I I hate just like just small talk for no reason. Like I just always want things to be maybe more interesting than they need to be. But when you say entertaining, I know there's a specific moment when we were singing Disney songs or doing, uh, uh, well, I can't, well, do you remember what that, that whole scene was? We won't go into full detail on that, but I know. Yeah. Is that what you mean by entertaining or could you just expand on that a little further? You, you have this innate ability to communicate with just about anyone I've ever came across like i there's the there's times where i like i'd walk up and i'd be like this dude has nothing in common with this person but yet he's still able to uh, create a very like immersive conversation with them and i was like i that's just something i i don't have the skill to do and i'm i'm sure i could work on it but it's it seems like a very tough skill to acquire Interesting. Okay. Well, first off, thank you for the compliment. I, uh, I think that more so comes from me imposing on people's personal boundaries (laughs) and just expecting it to be okay. Uh, but somehow getting away with that, um, based on Jeremy's answers, Cole, how would you handle the very same question? So how would I, if you had to use me as a tool, become an asset or bring joy, happiness, et cetera, versus annoy the shit out of you? Yeah. Uh, well, the tool I can answer very easily because I think you, I think I use you for that piece in my life already. And it's as a, it's like as a, as a, a, an outlet or a power source. So it's like, if I'm ever, if I'm ever needing like a jolt or like shock to the system, get me a little juice for the day, get some energy going, like get the blood flowing and and maybe kind of get me jacked up maybe for the week for the day. Like that's, I'm like, I'm going to text my, my guy, Nick call like FaceTime Nick for just a couple minutes, get me juiced up. Um, annoying the crap out of me though, would be the times that I, if, if you were to be like in a cubicle next to me or sitting next to me while I'm really like in my zone or my detailed like frame of mind where I don't want anyone to talk to me, I want people to stay far away. Let me get my shit done. Um, that would be where it's just a complete hindrance on my life. <laughs> I love the honesty, gentlemen. This is why we wanted to do this just to just to talk it out. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think I I think we Cole, you and I, more so the energy kind of back and forth on that. But I uh, that's interesting that you that you say that. Is that just because I would ask you too many questions, or what would make me uh, such a uh, a pest on you getting in the zone? Maybe well, it kind of goes back to what we said at the top with like you're great at getting to like that seventy to eighty percent range, right? And from there, it's like, okay, we got to do this. We got to make sure this is done right. We got to make sure this is done complete. And that's where I do really pull on Jeremy uh, a little bit, or I can kind of go to Jeremy and I can get like that detailed, that left-brained 
analytical thinker that is going to get me to that last 20 to 30%. And so in all honesty, I think I could have Jeremy like right there next to me as I'm in the zone. I'd be like, I'd be like, Jeremy, question for you. Boom. There it is. He'd give me an answer where it'd be like, I'd get question for Nick and he, he, you'd give me, you'd give me a, probably you'd give me a similar answer, but there would be, there would be conversation that's had in between getting there and, and kind of all encompassing before we tie the bow on it, which happens to us a lot is we have a roundabout way of getting to things. And when I'm in my zone, it has to be point A to point B. We're getting things done. Let's get this 20 to 30% wrapped up. I gotcha. And I can sense that in Jeremy's communication at work too. So that's maybe where me and him, like when we're just texting, we have to use emojis to let each other know what we're actually feeling. Otherwise we can be very misread to one another, but that's, that's beautiful. Um, I have really only two more questions for this conversation. And if you guys aren't enjoying this, I don't know, then, then you must not like us here, here at state street, but I think this is the most fun we've had in a long time. Um, so Jeremy, if you had to put me in charge or you had to give me your full trust to do this thing, what would that thing be? And then also where, well, I guess, I don't know if I'll ask the reverse of that just because we kind of touched on it already because the scheduling would probably be the negative, but go ahead with the question. I apologize. If I had to put you in charge and trust you with one thing, it would be, This is a tough one. Um, I'm trying to figure out the right setting, and and I'm thinking we're at work. You're you're my coworker, and it's just you know, just a a bad day. It's just a very low energy day. I would be the one putting you in charge of team morale. You would be my Matthew McConaughey coming off the Texas bench, firing everyone up, getting everybody ready to play. Everyone's seen the video of where McConaughey is just at the Texas bench. He's like, get up, get up, get up, get get fired up. You would be you would be that guy for me. Gotcha. And I would trust okay. you to do a good job. Interesting. Uh, a team morale guy. I can see that and understand that 110%. So that's, uh, that is no surprise. I, gosh, I, I appreciate also the compliment comparing me to Matthew McConaughey. I know uh, <laughs> me and him might be a little bit different in nature, but I'd love to, to get to his level one day. Um, I'm going to actually ask you, Cole, the, the same question. So I think this kind of, my answer will, will circle back to Jeremy's on like the entertainment or maybe the social aspect that you possess, but I'm going to use it for a purpose because we're in the same industry as far as being in sales. So I, my, my, my ultimate trust would be if there is something that let's say there is an event or there is going to be. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say an event in which you would be presenting. We'd be pre- my my company would be presenting a product, and, and it's it kind of goes right to why you're the face of this podcast is because I would want you in that room with those executives working that room, pitching that product. I, I think you have a very natural sales pitch. I've never heard it, um, but I think you know how to innately. I think Jeremy, that was a beautiful word. Work a room. And I think you innately have a great way of making people feel comfortable, even in the most uncomfortable or maybe stuffy settings would be the, the right word. You know how, like, how, a, how a business thing could get very stuffy if there's ties, if there's suits. Um, you would be able to work that room. You would be able to get in front of the right people and get our product sold. 
Interesting. Well, I thank you also for that compliment as well, too. I've always been told that I'm a, a very social person. And what's interesting, and this is a, a part that you guys don't know about, but in this book, there's four different chronotypes. And these chronotypes are broken out into kind of a personality exam in some capacity, but I'm labeled as a bear. And what a bear is, it's relatively maybe 40% of the, of the population. And, and again, this is the power of when. So when we do certain things as a bear, the timing when we do these things has a certain like uh, timeline throughout the day. But one of the things bears crave is actually social environments. Like we, we don't actually feel like we are healthy and overall have a well-being unless we are placed in a social environment, in which case we're able to interact with people. So I think it was a little bit of genetics and predisposition on that, but also after learning about bears, um, I definitely think like if I had my choice, Every single night of the week, I would be meeting with a different group of people and doing something completely different. That to me just sounds so exciting. To all the introverts on here, they're screaming. They're like, Nick, we could definitely never hang out with you. You're crazy and you're you're off the, the kilter sometimes, which I've also learned that I'm very overwhelming for people as well too, depending on the, the certain setting. And I can definitely be a liability if those people are not like totally ready for <laughs> for the for the tide, so to speak, of of who I am as a person. But um, the last question I have, Jeremy, and uh, hopefully this has kind of a creative connotation, but if you were to take us three on this podcast and you were to label each one of us, giving giving each one of us a C-suite obligation, what would be those labels and why? So just to bring all of us in engaged here at the very end. I would give myself CIO, Chief Information Officer, obviously. Um, Cole gets CEO. Cole kind of does the, the, um, kind of behind the scenes stuff. What's a good, what's a good C for you? Uh, we got CFO. What are the other ones? CEO, CIFO, C, CEO, CIO, CFO. What are, what are the other C's? Well, in what some sense you can be creative because I've heard people be like chief experience officer or chief energy officer or chief. You can really kind of make it however you want to make it. And if you guys can't tell, this is me and Jeremy's analytical and creative brains going at it right now. So that's why I kind of wanted to pose the question. You can be chief vocal officer because you are the voice of State Street. You are, you are the voice that everyone hears the most. So your core, like your biggest, uh, uh, your biggest, let's see, um, biggest role is to, you know, guide the podcast on, on the Sunday episodes. So you are chief vocal officer. Interesting. Okay. We'd, uh, we might have to print out some job, uh, job descriptions to see what all would fall under the, the chief vocal officer, but also, just going to say this for the sake of the conversation. Cole, how good do you feel getting labeled as the CEO? <laughs> it, it feels good, but I I answered completely different to what Jeremy had said when we talked. When, when you posed this question to me originally, I said you were the CEO, Nick, because you are the face. You're the voice of the podcast. You The, the face of the podcast would be also the face of the business, right? Um, kind of to Jeremy's point, uh, CIO, or I even said COO, Chief Operations Officer. This thing couldn't operate without Jeremy. J we brought him in because he knew how to work the software, knew how to edit first off, um, and and eventually did pass some responsibility onto myself. Um, and 
And I, I think, I don't know, I would be like a CFO or something. I would, I would fall under that, still have to do diligent work. Um, and I think CFO is still a, a behind the scenes um, type of a role that Chief Financial, we're not obviously making any money off of this podcast, but uh, there are certain things that I take seriously as far as making sure, maybe it'd be Chief Quality Officer, CQO. How about that? Okay, I like that. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. Um, I'm going to I'm going to provide my answers as well too. So, if we had to if I had to C-suite everyone, I would do I would do a dual role. So, I would say Jeremy for sure, chief operating and in, information officer all day every day. I think that he would love that. It would just be his natural natural inclination. Cole, I would actually go CEO CFO for you because I think that you I I personally feel that I am better off not having the quote unquote responsibility of a CEO, so to speak, but I'm the like the the nice little interweaving like chief experience officer. So I would prefer actually if if you were the face um, of the, of that uh, of company, if we if we will, uh, just because I feel like you would politically answer correctly to some of of things, and you have really good feel. You have a really good feel for you know things as we go on them. Whereas for me, I may say something or I might do something that's in the in the moment, and then all of a sudden the news feed would totally take it in the wrong way or something like that, and then you'd have to maybe put out more fires than than you would like. So anytime I can work with people and make their experience, if you will, uh, rock solid, then I think that I would definitely uh, love that role. But, well, residents, I hope you guys have thoroughly enjoyed this. Before we go ahead and get out of here, there was something that Jeremy wanted to add in real quick. Yeah, guys, we're going to talk about our next partner, Driftless Quality, where they're doing some great stuff for us. They actually are going to bring out their new summer line, I know it's getting, we're getting to the point where it's actually going to be warm out every day of the week. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing some great stuff. They got the, they got the Corona cleanup going on there where they're, they're picking up a pound of trash in the state, local and national parks for every, uh, for every item of clothing that you purchased. And we also have our, our, uh, our coupon code with them. So if you guys want to go purchase any, any quality wear from Driftless Quality Wear, you can enter in State Street at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order. And, you know, maybe even if you guys want to be, uh, alerted about update or upcoming offers and orders you can subscribe to their newsletter they got one of those too so they're they're hitting all bases for you guys and they're making it really easy to go out and buy some stuff from them well very well said i'm gonna leave the state street residents with a little bit of a cliffhanger so we may or may not have a sponsor coming up here uh, a new one not that we don't love our current sponsors but you guys might just have to stay tuned just to hear about that before we do get you guys out of here, Jeremy, if you wouldn't mind plugging social media. Yeah, guys, if you enjoy the episode, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Twitter, it is at State Street Pod. Instagram is State Street Pod, and Facebook is State Street Podcast. Well, just to, to set off a firecracker or some dynamite to end this conversation, I hope you guys enjoyed. Our next guest is going to be absolutely electrifying, and so we can't wait to get him on and just keep chipping away. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in, and until next time, guys.